Today on GYST, we're going to talk about the stigma of men talking about their feelings. Hello, everyone. Thanks for joining us on the GYST podcast, where we discuss topics to help you get your together. Hello, everyone, and welcome again to another edition of your favorite podcast, the GYST podcast, also known as Get Your Shit. Am I back? Together. You with us, Jansen? Yeah, they got they got disconnected. I, I have to. I probably should have uh, disconnected my VPN because my VPN sometimes like goes in and out. But yes, that's ah, taken care of. Got it. I well, got, my, I got my shit together. Thank you. <laughs> and uh, Glenn, you had a fantastic episode idea, so I'm just going to hand the microphone right back to you. Thank you, Rohit. I'm very happy, and my feelings are very very strong that you've given me this chance to talk about my feelings because I got to tell you there, there's this <laughs> terrible stigma today for men being able to talk about their feelings. It's, it's something that society has kind of set up against us and it's really hard for men to talk about their feelings. We want to talk about why it's so hard and how we can overcome that, that stigma because all, all, of, all of our mental and emotional health revolves on, uh, you know, it relies on some sort of release. And I think part of the reason we're seeing so many violent outbursts and, and breakdowns in society today is because people are not having that release. Well, do you think they just never talk about it or they don't talk about it? I I, th- I I think it's it's more of a, a an issue with men are conditioned from a very young age to not talk about their feelings at least not in a a healthy way right we're 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 conditioned to express anger we're we're conditioned to um, hide our other feelings anything that would make us seem vulnerable but. Uh, Anything else, it makes the man look weak in society's eyes. Now, we're in we're we're a little bit more enlightened here in this podcast, right? We know that when someone's expressing their their emotions, it's not a sign of weakness. It's sometimes it's a cry for help. Sometimes it's a, a sign of love. Other times, it's a sign that they just need to vent. Yeah, I think it is necessary. Yes, it people is. People need to talk about it because they all got all this pent up emotion, emotions. And then when does it usually get released? It's when they can't hold it anymore. There's an outburst, and people think you're crazy, but you're really not. It's just you've you've held this in for so long. It's like a pressure cooker. You can't just like pop it open. You can you need to like cool it down and let it release a little bit at a time. Otherwise, you're whole kitchen is going to explode so i think people are the same and what's what's interesting to me is i'm i'm not a political person at at all um but something happened to me recently that i didn't even know uh what it was someone used a, a term on me um that 
yeah, I mean, I, I didn't think anything of it. I just thought it was silly until the person that I was with uh, got a little offended and kind of filled me in a little bit. But we were out shopping and we were just having a, a conversation, you know, not out loud, but just as we're walking, uh, we, we were just talking amongst each other about specifically what we're talking about, you know, feelings and and how it's it's difficult for for maybe men in society to express themselves. And this guy who was walking must have heard us and just kind of scoffed and called me uh, a snowflake. And I just thought that was weird. I didn't, I didn't think anything of it. I was like, that's, that's an odd thing to, to call someone. Uh, but it wasn't until my, my friend pointed out that, you know, that's actually a, a negative term about people who are you know, may, maybe softer or something like that. Um, but I, I think that's kind of interesting because, you know, at, at what point does it go from this is how society kind of like, like what you were talking to Glenn um, puts the stigma that, that talking about our feelings is, is something negative or something that, that guys shouldn't do. But at the same time, like there's that, pressure to kind of beat our chest and you know snarl and, and <laughs> be all manly you know and so it's it's interesting how one side is more instinctual and the you know beat my chest and and uh and uh, kind of the, the the manly man and the other side is more centered and more self-aware and that's looked down as as a negative but i i think they each represent something completely different whereas one is more instinctual and more innate behavior the other is a little bit more uh learned and and self-aware and i don't know i i just that conversation that i had just was just so fascinating to me because i didn't get angry or upset you know i mean that that is the the person and, and how they feel like you know can't can't get upset with them for that um so i i didn't have any ill will or anything like that but it's it's interesting how even in in public we aren't encouraged to share like conversations that you and i have had on some of our or your birthday road trips. I mean, if you want to talk about deep, like stuff gets real. And on this podcast, like almost every host has cried. And, and, and I think that's what people love about this so much is because that's encouraged here. Yep. And I, I don't think there's anyone out there that would like to, you know, come out to my face and say, I'm a snowflake for any in, you know, instance, but um, I'd like to say I'm more in tune with my emotions over the last few years and my, my, definitely my feelings um, while still holding on to my conservative views. So I, I don't think it, it's more of a political issue versus just a label that people like to throw out there to shut you up. Um, the, the whole idea of talking about your emotions, it scares men because we do have society telling you, no, you can't talk about that. But the moment you 
you, 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 you get those people that are more open to it. The more you start sharing your feelings and, and putting out that, that vulnerability, they say, you know what? Um, your feelings don't matter because, you know, you're a man. And men, I'm sorry, you don't have it as hard as women do. Or you don't have it as hard as this this group out there has it. Every group has their own problems. Men in particular have their own problems, and they need to be dealt with. Problem is society doesn't want us dealing with them, and they don't want us expressing ourselves in the ways we used to. Um, it's considered toxic to be the man of the past, and it's considered weak to be the man of today. So where is that medium that men can go to find that release, to find a, a healthier emotional standing than, Reddit. Uh, Just <laughs> Reddit, right? <laughs> <laughs> the dark web. Everything Twitter. is gonna be out there. That's right. Twitter, if you wanna if you wanna be an angry keyboard cowboy, go for it. I don't know how many Shoot times in the last month I've been banned on both. It's scary. <laughs> banned on Reddit, that that's a that's a No, no, order. not not Reddit. Twitter oh, Twitter okay. for sure and uh and Facebook recently. God, I think I'm still banned on Facebook for another 14 days. <sighs> 14, Fun times. Although it's 14 years. So like... No, <laughs> 14 years, I uh, whatever. I'm done with Facebook <laughs> at that point. There'll be something else to replace it between now and then. Um, no, but the, the thing is, you know, you, you can't. And, and that's the thing. You know, I, I got banned for expressing a feeling that men have. You know, we're not allowed to say certain things because it makes you know, women look like they're, they're, they're just being oversensitive. No, no, we're, we're claiming this is a problem that men have. We're not saying anything about women, but everyone is saying that women are the victims and men can't be a victim because we've traditionally been the, the top of society. Um, and, you know, society in this case, Facebook or Twitter said, no, what you said was was against community standards. It's hate speech. Even though I couldn't find a single word in there that was hateful or directed at anyone as hate speech. It's just a Sometimes I wonder how, 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 how their uh, algorithm or is it people that judge? I, I think they have an people. AI that, that pulls things aside, people review it, and then they ban it. It's like speech pat like certain patterns of words, something like that. Right. right. Uh, or certain phrases or just words in your in your sentences or 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 uh, paragraphs in my case <laughs> true but, story um, yeah there i i sent a personal like direct message to somebody and that got banned i was like wait this is a conversation between the two of us i, I wasn't even saying okay I, let me tell you what it's about it's yeah. not even about anything crazy it was like not safe for work content and then i was like here here's the link for that that you want did you kind of want to look for and then instagram banned it i was like what what it's a conversation between two people how first of all how are you monitoring personal conversations and why are you banning it but i mean that's a different topic right but well, yeah men are not allowed right now to have that open discussion about their feelings one side or the other will say, well, oh, man, you're, you're just being toxic. Or the other side will say, oh, you're just too weak. Okay, so wh where is this 
place where men can come out and start talking about their feelings. Well, I mean, that's we're three guys here. Just, just we, say we whatever can you want. talk with our feelings. We can talk about our feelings amongst each other no, with no problem right here. I'm sure our listeners would have no problem listening into any of our episodes where we got deep and, you know, some of us shed tears. But out in the world, it's it's a different situation, right? Just going into work, if you bring up your feelings, someone's going to get offended. Uh, so or someone's going to think you're too sensitive. I mean, this is something to, that people can do. Right. Just start a podcast and talk about our feelings and nobody can interfere us. Yes. <laughs> well, that's Loophole. the thing. You, you, you put in a topic that someone doesn't like. They, they try to ban you. They try to get you shut down. They try to cancel you. That's the whole thing with cancel culture right now. Cancel culture is coming for pretty much everyone in different ways, different shapes, different forms. But men right now seem to be experiencing it from both sides. All sides are coming at men saying, oh, you're too toxic or you're just too weak. Where, where's that medium? There is no medium with society right now. It's You're going to be torn apart one way or the other. So how do we get to the point where we can have a healthy conversation about how we're feeling, get rid of those negative feelings and bring in positive vibes for us and deal with healthy issues that we have to deal with? Well, like anxiety and depression. Did you know that a man is 10 times more likely to suffer from anxiety or depression? Of course, because you can't talk about any of it. Anger management. I mean, obviously, they, you know, in, in previous years, right, in the past, men were considered to be, it was okay for us to express our anger. It was healthy to express our anger. Well, today it's not. I mean, we're, we're more likely to be victims of violence, die at work. We have problems managing stress because we can't release these feelings. So how do we get to that point where we can balance our healthy expression and how we're viewed in, in society so that that doesn't negatively affect us? You I can think, say, I don't care what, what society thinks all you want. The more you hear someone walking by, past you calling you a snowflake, it's going to start affecting you. It's a little yeah, dig at you every few minutes. I mean, it's it's not cool. What's interesting is for as much as society talks about being an individual, it's difficult to be one because exactly what, what Glenn was saying. The best way to avoid all that is be mediocre. Blend in. Don't have something unique about ourselves. One of the you know, we, we've talked a lot about friendship on air and for me regardless of if you've known me 20 years or if you've known me 20 days I think if you asked all my friends describe Rohit I think they would all say the same thing I'm someone who is on the sensitive side I've always been this way I was the kid writing poems on my on my baseball glove growing up um so I've, I've written poetry all my life. I've meditated all my life. I've been centered around personal development all my life. I tell people I love them, uh, man or woman. I, I hug people all the time from, you know, girls who welcome hugs to guys who are just, if you hug me one more time, I'm going to knock you out. Uh, but if you, 
if you have a space where you can truly be yourself, if, if you don't have that same level of experience, I think that's fantastic. If you take a look at our circle of friends, and I'm, and I'm talking about the five of us who are involved in the podcast, myself, um, who is very in tune with, with myself and my sensitivity. You've got Jansen, who's traveled all over the world. You've got Glenn, who is like the manly man between all of us. And, you know, <laughs> almost every time we hang out, he's like, guess how many guns I had with me or something like that. And I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> You're still um, upset about the time I brought my gun in with me. Oh, my God. Oh, man. I was like, Glenn, this is this is not good. Um, <laughs> then you've got you've got Patrick, who is just coming to terms with who he is and, and centering himself and his new ways. And then you've got Scott, who's a florist. Like, if, if you want to talk about a, a random group of guys who, you know, all get together and, and, and we get along well, we foster each other in a safe environment. I, I think that's that's huge. And, you know, first off, I just want to say to, to any guys out there who maybe don't feel comfortable talking about this stuff, you can reach out to us anytime. I'm Rohit at GOSDpodcast.com. You've got Glenn1N at GOSDpodcast.com. You've got Jansen, who's JC at GOSDpodcast.com. Like, like we're, we're here. Like, no no need to, you know, feel like you need to, to justify yourself before you start diving into your feelings. That's, that's not what we're about. Yep. At the heart of personal development is taking open, honest, reflective looks at yourself and, and realizing what's working and what's not working and then having the courage to do something about it. Or just tell us a story that you're struggling with. Maybe we won't, we won't, we won't name names, but we'll talk about it. We'll give our take and our experience and see what we can help you with. Yep. And guys should not be shy about reaching out, talking about their feelings. I, I, I got to tell you, it's 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 a very sensitive subject for me with men and feelings, because uh, I see the struggle that men go through, and I see the the media, the 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 social pages, the news feeds, everything is out there just bashing men left and right. I don't see any anything positive towards men right now. And this is a good chance for us to make that kind of difference. So if there are men out there feeling that kind of struggle, reach out. Yeah, talk, talk to your to friends. Talk to us anytime. Talk to us, talk to your friends, talk to your mom, talk to your girlfriends, talk to your wife. Anyone that's willing to listen, you should talk to them. Because they're there for you. In nice. Scott's defense, being a florist is a very manly job. Don't ever think that being a florist is, it's, uh, it's, you know, less, anything less of a man. You see how he is at the farm, like what he does in a daily, lifting all these flowers, arranging them. His hands, you look at his hands, he looks like he's a construction worker. over. Callous, yeah. dirt on his hand. You ask him, like, dude, man, you were wearing gloves? Like, nah, I don't like the feeling <laughs> wearing gloves. I'm like, okay, that takes everything. I, yeah, that, that takes everything away from him you know being a florist being like this pristine look all the time no he's, he's totally opposite of that yeah 
And what's what's interesting to me is I've had I've had several conversations where uh, I listen. It just recently, I went to dinner with um, with with some in-laws and uh, new aunt and uncle that I'd met for the first time. We were sitting at dinner for about an hour and a half. I must have said five words. Uh, the rest of the time, they were talking. People love talking about themselves, and we don't get a chance to do that because people only listen long enough to respond. They don't listen to truly hear the message. And so I just let people talk. And because of that, people go from here's what happened in my day to just breaking down guys and girls but i can tell you the ones who break down the hardest are the guys the ones who have gotten the most emotional are guys the ones who always cry are guys because they don't get a chance to do that because they feel like they'll be judged one and two no one really listens anymore and so i've had several occasions where yeah i've, I've barely said a few words and, and the other person will break down and uncover stuff and say stuff that like you know i've never talked to anyone about this before and what's interesting to me glenn and I and I'd like to to kind of get your thoughts on on why this is. After they get emotional, they, you know, give them a hug or whatever the case is, and then they always laugh about it. You know, kind of like breaking the silence. I, I get that part. But then they apologize. And I, I kind of want to. I'm I'm interested in your thoughts on on why do you think that is that after having this emotional breakdown and opening up the chest why is it that there's that need for the apology i think there's a difference in men and women on this besides the fact that women are expected to be more emotional in society right i mean that's that's where the difference is society expects them to be emotional they expect them to be open with their emotions and be able to convey those emotions without fear of judgment. Guys are, when they truly are vulnerable and when they truly do share their, their heart and their soul with someone else, they're afraid that they're laying a burden on someone else by putting their, their feelings on someone else's shoulders, putting their burdens on them for a moment. I'm so sorry I had to put you through this and, and vent to you because I know it's probably bringing your day down. That's what they're thinking. That's that's what I used to think when when I would bring my emotions to someone else. It's like, man, I'm, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to bring this to you and bring your day down because I, I always hated affecting someone's day in a negative way. And sharing your emotions can be very draining. And when a man feels drained and he's been around someone else that he may have passed that feeling on to. If he, if he's a, a, a considerate person, he's going to you know, automatically just think he shared that negativity with someone and put that on them. 
Um, me personally, I don't want to put that kind of negativity on people, but I understand that there are friends willing to take that burden. Other men don't always have that kind of outlet, though. Not everyone has a close set of friends and has that enlightened feeling where, enlightened knowledge where we, we know we can share without really being judged by the right people. Okay, so so question for you. Uh, take a look at some some of the guys that you have in your life that you can do that with. You you can get deep and emotional with. What? Uh, so first off, I, I guess, do you think that's a rarity? And if yes, what was it about the other person that? you felt, okay, I, I can, I can be real now. Hmm. Well, I'm going to take it back just last year. If you remember a friend of mine committed suicide, right? Yeah. We discussed this. I called you. You're my first call shortly after I found out. I mean, within minutes after finding out, and you, if you remember, it was, and it still is right now, very hard to express the feelings that are welling up. And you can feel your throat start to get tight. Like, it, it, it is right now. I mean, it, even talking about it, and I know I need to talk about it, 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 it starts to catch in my throat because I'm trying to prevent myself from getting emotional. It's a natural reaction from men because of the way we, we've been conditioned over life. You get that that uh, that, that emotional buildup, and you want to try and press it down. Um, but yeah, when a, when a friend of mine at work commits suicide last week, uh, last year, um, my first call was to you because I, you know, I've got years of experience knowing that I can trust you with my feelings, and it's hard for men to build that trust because we're first not open with that kind of expression and it takes time to open up to anyone to share that kind of, of feeling after we've been conditioned for so long not to um so my first call was to you and then we discussed it and i, I you know you suggested you know what kyle would be a great person to talk to too and the second part of you know knowing who to reach out to is, um, you know, first part is someone you trust. Second is someone who has shared experience. And we've discussed how Kyle had a similar experience, right? On air. So I, I feel I can talk to anyone in the podcast and share those, those situations with no problem, but, uh, it's still just preconditioned in men to hold those emotions down. It's a struggle. It really is. It's a hard struggle for men to overcome. I think it depends on how, how you grew up and like who, who you you hang out with throughout throughout the years right let's say 
like I personally grew up pretty much majority of my the family are women. It's only my two uncles and my cousins are guys. So it's I don't think it was ever negative to talk about my feelings among family. So I don't have that stigma in my mind that like, hey, I shouldn't be sharing these things in public or with other people. I'm always just like, hey, if I feel like talking about something that's gonna hit, that's gonna hit kind of hard, I'll probably let that person know, like family members, my cousins. One of my, my, my girl cousin, obviously, like when I was still living in the same area, I talked to her about everything. So that never was a problem with me. So I didn't. I don't think that ever not have somebody to talk to, even with people that were just like in, in high school. It's one of those places that you got to put up front, because otherwise people are just gonna punk you every day, right? But then I always have somebody. This is back when the chatting scene was was huge. I always have somebody that I talk to about these sensitive things, whether it's like a like a like a friend online. So anybody that I think they're willing to listen, I'll just talk to them about things, and they're and they're there for me, and I'm there for them. So I think it's not really a stigma. It's just you have to find the right people that are willing to listen, and you you shouldn't feel like you're a burden to them if they're still there listening to you. Otherwise, they would have made an excuse to you, you know, get away. And I think that's important to hold on to when you find somebody like Rohit. Rohit, Rohit, why, I think why people open up the Rohits. Rohit is the person that gives you the energy of like, hey, I'm here for you. He gives hugs. He's a hugger. I've never seen anybody as a bigger hugger. Or like I said, have a bigger heart than Rohit. So I think I think a lot of people will open up to him because he's that type of person that will be there for you to listen. So maybe that's why, and he is the good listener. If you just heard what he talked about, people would just go on this, go on a, go on a roll and talk about all this, all their feelings. And he just all he has to do is sit there and listen. He's just that guy. I mean, if you have somebody that's like that in your life, hold on to that person and talk to them. He's like my pocket counselor. <laughs> Was that a dig on his on his side? <laughs> no, not at all. He's just someone that I know I can pull out of my pocket and chat up when I need to oh, like, get my emotions out. So you mean like with a phone? He, gotcha. Yeah, he's 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 right there when I need him. Not a dig on his size, no, because we already <laughs> discussed how he's a massive guy. Come on, all five four of me. I'll tell you what, his influence no, is no. massive. If you if you're it, like talk to his and it, friends. It, it, it is, it is getting increasingly important for men to find a way to express their feelings. Um, again, we have very limited avenues. One side of the aisle will t- say you're too sensitive. The other side will say, you know, you're just toxic. So it's, it's important for us men to give other men a chance to express their feelings to us without fear of judgment. Yeah, for sure. Don't judge someone. Let them share. 
um, we we face some some very dark truths in life, right? I mean, we're nine times more likely to commit suicide, and, and like I said, we're we're eight times more likely to go through anxiety and depression than than women. Um, we're actually two times more likely to go through domestic violence, which is something you don't really hear about. Men will never report domestic violence. Why? Because it makes them look weak. Think of that. Think of that. A man's so embarrassed that he won't report a, a significant other uh, for beating him. Oh, I report it right away if somebody's beating my ass. I don't care. <laughs> You'd be surprised, you know, that, that relationship status, once you've got that relationship started and it starts to go toxic and the other person starts beating you, you've got this, I don't know, there's this Stockholm syndrome that builds up with you where you're kind of in love with your captor, the person that you've been with for so long and just starts abusing you, you start to think you're doing something wrong. I've seen men that have gone through that. I've seen the abuse they put up with. And while you and I can sit here and say, no, nah, I'd never go through that, you never know. Until you're in that situation, you'll never know. And, you know, I'd, I'd say that's why we're here. You know, if, if men need to talk about their issues, we can, we can talk. We'll listen. If they want advice, okay, we'll offer some advice, but we're here to listen first. If you want to, you know, express your feelings, there's no judgment here. Odds are some of us have gone through it. And if we haven't, we know people who have. And there, there's a ton of avenues out there for women to seek help. And, you know, it's, it's for every one men's shelter out there, for men seeking shelter from domestic violence, there's a hundred for women. Think of that. That's not an exaggeration. It's literally 100 to 1. Men have fewer avenues. Right? It's encouraged. But you never hear of men's shelters. You never hear of it. You hear about women's shelters all the time. But men need support just as much as women. I'm not saying one side is better than the other. Right now I'm saying it's harder for men to get the support they need. And men need that kind of help. If we're going to be healthy, productive, and uh, strong men in, in the ways that we're supposed to be strong, we can't without that release. All we can be is a weaker version of what we could be. I say even if you can't talk about it, write on a piece of paper just have some sort of outlet that's one of the it's one of the things they they had me do in anger management is write down my feelings then they also had yeah. me burn them yep sometimes you just write you know have you ever written this long comment or reply and then on at the end Facebook, of it, it's like that's what gets me in trouble see, <laughs> see for me for me, at the end of it, I'm like, I don't need to say this. I don't need to argue with people about what, how I feel. 
I'm taking responsibility of what I say. I don't need to say it in public. They can think whatever. I'm gonna keep this to myself. All I needed, all I needed to do was just vent about my emotions, and that was good enough for me. So I don't know if it all needs to be public. You just need an outlet. That's why I'm thinking, thinking like, even if you don't have to talk to multiple people about these things, you have to choose that one person that you can talk to. Just talk to them. I say the the outlet. You, you need several types of outlets. Some of the stuff needs to be public because it needs to break down those walls. Others needs to be something more private and more intimate, right? Maybe have yeah. someone close to you that you can share with others. And, and yet there are those things that you can, you can release yourself, right? With, with, with just like we were talking about there, writing down your, your emotions on a paper. And then like my anger management classes back in the day, burning them as a physical representation of release. Well, gentlemen, and also the, like, uh, oh, oh, sorry. Uh, I was gonna say, even even with people online, there's there's a line that I would draw. It's like, hey, I don't need this to be a conflict. I just need to weigh, raise, you know, awareness of what I'm talking about, and then I'll stop. Like, there's a certain point where people just want to argue with you. You gotta realize where that is, <laughs> and just you know, I'm just gonna let you be. Like you can't, you know, you can fire can't burn without, you know, feeding and oxygen. So I'm just not going to feed this. The fire would die out. I'll let it go. But that's just me. Well, gentlemen, as we uh, wrap up this episode, um, I want to thank the both of you, uh, Jansen. This is kind of your first dive into the deeper side of, of GYST as we can get sometimes. Uh, and, and I've got a challenge for the two of you and uh, an action item for the, for the people at home listening as well. I have received random texts from people or phone calls just saying, thank you for the friendship. That's it. I don't, I, you know, no hidden agenda or anything like that. I just want to let you know that having you in my life has meant a lot and i value you and i value our relationship and every now and then i <laughs> i will go to my phone contacts and just do a random scroll and whoever it lands on i'm, I'm calling them up and, and having that conversation and before the audience thinks i, I don't have that many people this is something that not too many people know about me but i have never deleted a single phone number that I've ever gotten from anyone. The reason why is I want to be the kind of person that if we haven't spoken in years, but you've got a flat tire in the middle of Montana, you can give me a call. And the first question I'm going to say is, you know, where are you? And, and, and I'm on my way. And because of that, I don't delete any numbers because I don't know who might need me at some point. And I'm telling you, it, it's it's happened where people have reached out to me 10 years after our last conversation and have said, you know, I, I want to get back in touch or, you know, let's let's get back what we had. It, it happens all the time. So, gentlemen, 
Glenn, Jansen, I'm going to challenge you guys and then um, a, a call to action for everyone else listening. Reach out to someone you haven't talked in a while. And if you really want to go the extra mile, make it a guy and just say, look, we, we may not be in touch with each other as much as I would like. I just want to thank you for, for our friendship. So how does, how does that sound? Yeah, definitely. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this has been uh, the deeper side of the GYSU podcast. Uh, we, we shared some, some great things on kind of a behind the scenes of what it's like to be a guy and just know <laughs> it's, it's okay for you to feel. Yeah. And, and it's and it's not to say that, you know, again, we're not saying that women aren't going through their own issues. We're not saying anyone's issues are more troubling than others. But, you know, it's kind of nice for guys to know they have an avenue to reach out. And it's it's important for gals to understand that guys are going through troubles, too. So with that, uh, thank you very much for listening to another episode of your favorite podcast. GYSD podcast. We'll talk to you uh, next week. Thanks everyone for listening to our GYST podcast. We hope you learned how to get your together. 